0: book four chapter two of principles of political economy this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. principles of political economy by john stuart mill abridged by j lawrence lauchlin chapter two influence of the progress of industry and population on rents profits and wages section one characteristic features of industrial progress continuing the inquiry into the nature of the economical changes taking place in a society which is in a state of industrial progress we shall next consider what is the effect of that progress on the distribution of the produce among the various classes who share in it we may confine our attention to the system of distribution which is the most complex and which virtually includes all others, that in which the produce of manufactures is shared between two classes, laborers and capitalists, and the produce of agriculture among three, laborers, capitalists, and landlords. The characteristic features of what is commonly meant by industrial progress resolve themselves mainly into three increase of capital, increase of population, and improvements in production. Understanding the last expression in its widest sense, to include the process of procuring commodities from a distance, as well as that of producing them. It will be convenient to set out by considering each of the three causes as operating separately, after which we can suppose them combined in any manner we think fit. Section 2. First two cases population and capital increasing, the arts of production stationary comment for the sake of clearness we will form two general groups of these causes a the influence of population and capital improvements remaining stationary b the influence of improvements population and capital remaining stationary we will first take up a and under this division make for convenience two separate suppositions roman numeral one. The first is that, while population is advancing, capital is stationary. By this means we can study separately the operation of one of the factors of societary progress, population, and see its influence on rents, profits, and wages. There being only the same given quantity of wealth in the form of capital to be now distributed among more laborers, one real wages must fall, whereupon if the same capital purchases more labour and obtains more produce too profits rise now if the labourers were so well off before as to suffer the reduction of wages to take place not in their food but in their other comforts then if each labourer uses as much food as before and if as by the supposition there are more labourers an increased quantity of food will be required from the soil this supply can be produced only at a greater cost and as inferior soils are called into cultivation three rents will rise this last action three however will have an influence on the rise of profits too for it was only by a reduction of real wages that profits rose but if the cost of food that is the real wages have since risen then one of the elements entering into cost of labour has risen, and in so far will offset the fall of real wages, so that profits will not gain so much as if rents had not risen. The result of this first supposition, then, is that the landlord is the chief gainer. Roman numeral one, one, wages fall, two, profits rise, less if rents rise, three, rents rise roman numeral two we will now take up the second supposition under a that while capital is advancing population remains stationary then of course one wages will rise and as there is no improvement to cheapen the cost of their real wages there will be an increase in cost of labor to the capitalist and two profits will fall if now the laborers being better off demand more food the new food would cost more as the margin of cultivation was pushed down and three rents would inevitably rise but not only have the laborers received more real wages but since that change the cost as just described of these real wages has increased therefore two profits would fall still more than by the rise of real wages in this supposition consequently while the laborer gains, so does the landlord. Roman numeral 2. 1. Wages rise. 2. Profits fall. More if rents rise. 3. Rents rise. A. It is easy for us now to take into our view the total effects under A and see what the combined action of Roman numeral 1 and 2 would be. That is, if both capital and population improvements remaining stationary increase what will be the effect on wages profits and rent of course we must suppose that capital and population just keep pace with each other and in that case one real wages remain the same each laborer receiving the same quantity and same quality of commodities as before hence if each laborer receives the same quantity as before and there are many more laborers there will be an increased demand put upon the soil for food poorer soils will be cultivated and the cost of the products will rise so three rents rise but if each laborer receives the same quantity of real wages as before and the cost of them has risen as just explained an increased cost of labor will result which must come out of profits Two profits will fall so that the results of a upon distribution taken separately from b, are that the owner of capital loses, but the owner of land again gains. a. 1. Wages the same. 2. Profits fall. 3. Rents rise. End comment. Section 3. The arts of production advancing, capital and population stationary. Comment. Now let us go back to our first general group of causes, b. An advance in the arts of production while capital and population remain stationary we can now study by themselves the effect of improvements on wages profits and rent the general effects arising from an extended introduction of machinery into agriculture and manufactures the lowered cost of transportation by steam have been to lessen the value of articles consumed chiefly by the laboring classes for the sake of clearness Imagine that the improvement comes suddenly. The first effect will be to lower the value and price of articles entering into the real wages of the laborers, and, if these consist mostly of food, there will be a rise in the margin of cultivation and a fall in rents. 3. It has been previously shown that improvements retard, or put back, the law of diminishing returns from land, or in manufactures, compensate for it, and so lower rents. The poorest soil cultivated is now of a better grade than before, and the produce is yielded at a less cost and value, so that the land with which the best grades are compared, to determine the rent, is not separated from the best grades by so wide a gap. It would be at first blush seen, then, that the interests of the landlord were antagonistic to improvements, since they lower rents but in practice it is not so as we shall soon see we have seen that improvements cheapen the price of articles entering into the real wages of the laborer having had a given sum as money wages before the change then when the sudden change of improvements came it lowered prices to the laborer and the same money wages brought more one real wages if nothing more happened we could see that improvements raised real wages without lowering to profits because cost of labor remains the same since the lowered cost of the articles consumed was exactly in proportion to the increase of real wages and if the laborers choose to retain this higher standard this would be the situation sadly enough however in practice they are apt to be satisfied with the old standard and the amount of real wages to give the old standard of living can be had now for less money wages while only the same number without any increase can live at the new higher standard a larger number can live at the old lower standard in short the obstacles to an increase of population will be removed by the possession of higher money wages after a generation it is very probable that a larger number of laborers will be in existence living at the same or possibly a slightly higher standard of real wages and money wages will have fallen now we can understand better than before what would be the practical result of the causes under b three rent has fallen money wages have fallen even if two real wages have not and since real wages have not fallen in the proportion that their cost has been reduced two profits will have risen the general result of the causes under b alone acting as just described will then be b one real wages remain the same money wages less two profits rise three rents fall and comment section four theoretical results if all three elements progressive comment we have considered on the one hand under a the manner in which the distribution of the produce into rent profits and wages is affected by the ordinary increase of population and capital and on the other under b how it is affected by improvements in production and more especially in agriculture as follows a one wages the same b one real wages the same money wages less a two profits fall b, 2, profits rise. a, 3, rents rise. b, 3, rents fall. The effects are clearly contrasted. Under a, we see a tendency to a rise of rents, 3, an increased cost of labor, and a fall of profits, 2. Under b, a fall of rents, 3, a diminished cost of labor, and a rise of profits, 2. We have, therefore, analyzed the forces belonging to the progress of industry and found two distinct and antagonistic forces working against each other. If, at any period, improvements b advance faster than the population and capital, a, rent and money wages will tend downward and profits upward. If, on the other hand, population advances faster than improvements B either the laborers will submit to a reduction in the quantity or quality of their food, or, if not, rent and money wages will progressively rise and profits will fall. End comment. Section 5. Practical Results. Comment. This, however, is not the final and practical result. We have hitherto supposed that improvements, b, come suddenly. In point of fact, Agricultural skill is slowly diffused, and inventions and discoveries are, in general, only occasional, not continuous in their action, as is the increase of capital and in population. Inasmuch as it seldom happens that improvement has so much the start of population and capital as actually to lower rent or raise the rate of profits, population almost everywhere quote, treads close on the heels of agricultural improvement, and effaces its effects as fast as they are produced End comment: the reason why agricultural improvement seldom lowers rent is that it seldom cheapens food but only prevents it from growing dearer and seldom if ever throws land out of cultivation but only enables worse and worse land to be taken in for the supply of an increasing demand what is sometimes called the natural state of a country which is but half cultivated namely that the land is highly productive and food obtained in great abundance by little labor is only true of unoccupied countries colonized by a civilized people in the united states the worst land in cultivation is of a high quality except sometimes in the immediate vicinity of markets or means of conveyance where a bad quality is compensated by a good situation and even if no further improvements were made in agriculture or locomotion, cultivation would have many steps yet to descend before the increase of population and capital would be brought to a stand. But in Europe, five hundred years ago, though so thinly peopled in comparison to the present population, it is probable that the worst land under the plough was, from the rude state of agriculture, quite as unproductive as the worst land now cultivated and that cultivation had approached as near to the ultimate limit of profitable tillage in those times as in the present. What the agricultural improvements since made have really done is, by increasing the capacity of production of land in general, to enable tillage to extend downward to a much worse natural quality of land than the worst which at that time would have admitted of cultivation by a capitalist for profit." thus rendering a much greater increase of capital and population possible and removing always a little and a little further off the barrier which restrains them population meanwhile always pressing so hard against the barrier that there is never any visible margin left for it to seize every inch of ground made vacant for it by improvement being at once filled up by its advancing columns agricultural improvement may thus be considered to be not so much a counterforce conflicting with increase of population as a partial relaxation of the bonds which confine that increase comment now since improvements enable a much poorer quality of land to be ultimately cultivated under the constant pressure of the increase of population and capital improvements enable rent three in the end to rise gradually to a much higher limit than it could otherwise have attained end comment if a great agricultural improvement were suddenly introduced it might throw back rent for a considerable space leaving it to regain its lost ground by the progress of population and capital and afterward to go on further but taking place as such improvement always does very gradually it causes no retrograde movement of either rent or cultivation it merely enables the one to go on rising and the other extending long after they must otherwise have stopped comment inasmuch as in point of fact b never gets the start of a but follows along with a the general result will be that which we found true under a a rise of rents three and increased cost of labour to the capitalist arising from an increased cost of laborers' subsistence and a fall of profits two, the effect of a more rapid advance of improvements at any one time will temporarily better the condition of the laborers and also raise profits but if it is followed immediately by an increase of population the landowners will reap the benefits of the improvement in the rise of rent the final result then is as follows one. Real wages probably higher. Two, profits fall. Three, rents rise. It is possible that a different combination from the above may sometimes occur in the causes which underlie the progress of society. One, there may be a period in which capital is increasing more rapidly than population, and when there seems to be an era of industrial improvements also. Then both wages and profits will be high and it will be a period of general satisfaction two if capital goes on increasing but improvements are few wages will rise but profits must suffer a fall in this country where population has not yet increased so as to press seriously against subsistence and where capital increases with incredible swiftness these cases are often exemplified the extraordinary resources of the newer states have permitted an unlimited increase of population, and capital has found no difficulty in finding an investment. But yet those states which have been burdened with the disabilities of the old slave regime are far behind the others. The changes in the rank of the states, in respect of population, at each decade, as seen in chart number 16, are suggestive. End comment. End of Book 4, Chapter 2